Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum. And we're delighted to continue with our in-studio guest host, Clarice Connolly. She's joining us today to interview one of the uh, legends, one of the extraordinary figures in... um, great literature and in personal improvement and in athleticism and in martial <laughs> arts and in so much more, the great Dan Millman. Um, Clarice, remind people how to get a hold of you if they are so inclined. Oh, empoweredwomen.coach. Thank you very much, empoweredwomen.coach. And of course, to find out more about Dan, his books, his work, his uh, his adventures, go to www.peacefulwarrior.com. Do people still say the www part? I guess not. I guess okay. it's all... Peacefulwarrior.com. And uh, we're talking about not only his seminal book from 1980, hard to believe it's been that long, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, a book that literally changes lives, and his latest book, The Hidden School. I think it's number 17 or 18 of books he's written. The Hidden School, subtitled Return of the Peaceful Warrior. Dan, just before the break, uh, you teased us beautifully. You gave us a cliffhanger <laughs> about paradox. Do you want to pick us up? pick it up there? I'd be happy to, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to convey how that actually can help someone's life in a fundamental way. Um, Socrates gave me a business card back in, well, 1965, when I or 66, when I met, first met him, and it said on there, um, paradox, humor, and change. And I can go on about humor and cosmic humor and how that's so important today, Not not necessarily just telling jokes humor, but the big picture humor uh, that we need to take into life as if life is a game we play, as if it, as if it matters, uh, that kind of lightness. Uh, also, change. As we know, life comes at us in waves of change. Um, we can't control or predict, but we can learn to surf uh, these waves. And that's another of these fundamental life skills. And I, I teach that in various ways in my different books, The Law of Surrender and, and so on. Um, but paradox is something many people don't really – they've heard the term. They've maybe even used it. But what paradox means, a paradox is two apparently opposing statements that are both true. And people can say, how can that be? And there are two ways to express that, maybe more. But um, the book, you know, Charles Dickens' book, A Tale of Two Cities, mm. opens with a famous line, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And he goes on with these pairs of opposites that could be justified. We could make arguments in a debate that this is the best of times or this is the worst of times. Uh, we could find evidence for both. There's, there's an old proverb, a Serbian proverb that says two men looked out of prison bars. One saw mud and the other saw stars. Mm. And both mud and stars exist in our lives. Uh, we can put our attention wherever we will. We can't deny one exists. But – we might want to focus a bit more on the stars and we have a different experience of life. So that's what a paradox is, uh, two apparently opposing statements. So here's what it leads up to and how understanding paradox and how it works at different levels of our lives can help us understand the big picture. Does time exist? Yes, 
is time an illusion? Yes. Do we have free will? Yeah, sure. Is free will an illusion? Of course. Are we each a separate self? Yes, we are. That's demonstrable. Are we all one? Yes, of course. Does death exist? Sure. Is death an illusion? Absolutely. How can these pairs both be true? And why is that important? Well, in the hidden school, I present a model, and I think it's a fresh model for understanding, just like Einstein's theory of relativity, the scientific model, or um, string theory. These are more scientific models that can be quantitatively um, uh, expressed. Um, but it's a model for understanding that we exist most of the time, 99% of the time, in conventional reality. Our awareness focuses on conventional life, things we need to do, when from the time we get up in the morning to going to sleep at night. We live in a conventional world, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. We need to do well in that world. Most coaches focus on that, how we can conventionally succeed, achieve, and so on. Right. But there is another reality spoken of in all religions, in all spiritual practices, why people are interested in spiritual development in the first place, in meditation and some of these other practices. Because there is a transcendent element to our lives. Um, it, it, it's as almost as if the conventional world is down at the foot of a mountain, looking down in the weeds at the details going on there, maybe creatures uh, about going about their day. Um, and suddenly we find ourselves transported to the mountaintop. And we see this vast panorama looking around us. Everything looks more beautiful in the distance. Um, and that is what the mountaintop represents the transcendent, rising above it all, mm. where we really see what life is about and how it's ultimately perfect and okay, whatever is going on. It's good to remember that now and then. Um, you know that spiritual film, uh, I think it was titled The Terminator? <laughs> the, the, I remember was, a different movie with that title, yeah. Maybe so, but there is a scene in that movie where Sarah Connor, when she's first introduced, uh, played by Linda Hamilton, mm -hmm. um, uh, she's a harried, uh, you know, a, a server, and she's running around, somebody saying, this is the wrong meal you brought me, and somebody else says, when am I going to get my coffee? It's getting cold. And meanwhile, this kid drops a scoop of ice cream into the pocket of her apron, and her friend, another server, comes up to her and whispers in her ear, in a hundred years, who's going to care? <laughs> and that was, again, it's a great line, but it's also a reminder of the transcendent. There is a bigger picture. In a hundred years, our little petty problems aren't really going to matter. When we look at a solar eclipse, many people reported that. They felt small and large at the same time. Mm -hmm. The wonder of the universe. So many people turn to the cosmos and they listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson, wonderful man, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of his teaching. So they have a cosmic perspective. But there's also a way to look at life where time is an illusion, where free will is an illusion, that everything is just unfolding perfectly, uh, where we are all one in terms of who we truly are at our core, which is pure awareness of shining out through these billions of eyes. There's a place where death is an illusion because only that which is born can die. And if we are this consciousness, but many people right now will be going, yeah, yeah, that's fine, Dan, very interesting cosmology. But what does it have to do with having a better relationship or peak performance or doing well in life and succeeding and so on, what I'm trying to do and working on every day? And here's the thing. 
what if someone does succeed? What if they do improve in their business and their life? Is that it? They done? Or do they start to wonder, well, yeah, but I'm a human being on planet Earth and is there something more? And that something more is what I've been fascinated with my entire life. Is there something we're missing fundamentally? Uh, and it's expressed in my first book. Uh, I, I call forth again Plato's allegory of the cave where people are in a ca dark cave which they think is reality. And they're staring at shadows dancing on the wall cast by the firelight. And somebody just by luck or accident stumbles out of the cave and looks up and sees this sunlit world of color and uh, birdsong and – and they're moved. Instead of just running around for a while, ecstatic, seeing this different kind of world, they go back into the cave because they're moved to tell other people who, of course, think they're crazy. Um, and, and that's – I'm one of those crazies. That, and, and that's why I wanted to introduce some of these big picture elements because most of the time, of course, we're focused on our relationships, health, financial stability, education, children, and career. But, but understanding paradox and the two dimensions in which we can live and build a bridge between, it leads to wisdom and ease, reduced stress, and an expanded perspective on the changing currents of everyday life. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean life becomes easy after that and we never have a bankruptcy or a divorce or whatever. Things happen. But it does mean we face life with a greater resilience and sense of ease and, and, and cosmic humor. Beautiful. I, I one of the things I took from the book, I wrote it as a as a post-it and used it as a bookmark for the next few days. Was transcendent possibility. I think a lot of people, you know, we talk about possibility, and it's and it's become so hackneyed uh, for some of us that it, you know it's the possibility of Chinese food for dinner or something, right? <laughs> uh, as opposed to anything that's you know, life-altering or shifts our view or perspective. So I love the phrase transcendent possibility. It reminds me that we need to play the, the big game. I know you've got some stuff, Clarice. What do you want to get into here? We got oh, my God, I don't even time. know where to start. Uh, so, yeah, in the book, you, you mentioned a lot about dreams and a lot of things happen in dreams. Can you kind of expand on, like, the importance of dreams and why you emphasize it so much in the book? Sure. Um, in... There's a point in people's lives where if they become interested in this bigger picture and, and exploring possibilities of life, um, some people explore diet and they, and they experiment with fasting, not eating for a day or mm -hmm. two or three. They read a good book on it or they experiment with meditation or certain kinds of extreme exercise uh, to see what that's like, if they can transcend their limited beliefs uh, and so on. I'm reminded of a favorite quotation by a Japanese psychiatrist named Shoma Morita. He said, when running up a hill, it's okay to give up as many times as you want as long as your feet keep moving. <laughs> so that idea of keeping our feet moving uh, through life. So people explore these kinds of things. And other people, um, they explore possibilities. And, and uh, Clarice, if you wouldn't mind, um, I have a very associative capacity, but I, I want to get back to the topic. Your question again was regarding? Oh, the you mentioned a lot of dreams. So what was the importance ah, dreams. of dreams? Okay, that's where I was leading. Um, back to the path. Um, 
some people also explore dreams as a part of their process. Mm-hmm. Um, Freud or Jung called it the royal road to the unconscious. Um, and we know that we dream every night. We don't always remember the dreams, but dreams may convey some information from our subconscious mind or unconscious that might be useful to us. At least as an oracle, we can uh, interpret them in certain ways and some therapists do that. Uh, there's also a state called lucid dreaming in which we, be- we become aware in the dream that we're dreaming. Uh, normally, when we're in a dream, we're at the affect. If there's a monster in it, we're really terrified. It's a nightmare and we're running and, and so on. Or, or we're having a sexual dream or a, a funny dream and it's totally happening to us. But think about that. If we wake up within the dream, we're still dreaming but we realize we're awake. If the monster is bothering us, we can just go poof and turn it into a flower or we can just fly over it um, because we are now uh, – we have agency within the dream. And so this idea of lucid dreaming, of waking up within the dream also applies to everyday life, that perhaps there's a, a state of living where we have lucid waking where we awaken from this kind of dream of everyday life where we're suffering from our own preconceptions, uh, opinions, beliefs that may or may not serve us. Um, And we awake to a more simple, calm life. We just see things as they are, this idea of authentic uh, life and reality. So that's what I would say about about dreams. I I do – you know, I do – have an active dream life and in my book sometimes I uh, report something that came up in a dream that was like Mm -hmm. a sign for me but that's the most valuable thing I could say right now about this question about dreams how we can learn to do lucid dreaming Uh, one one technique to learn to become lucid in our dreams is at random moments in our day like even right now just to ask ourselves am I dreaming this Am I dreaming this? And an hour later, am I dreaming this? And just get used to saying that as a habit during the day, every 20 minutes, every hour. And there'll become a time where you're in a dream at night and you'll remember to say, am I dreaming this? And in that moment, you'll go, oh my God, I am. This is a dream. And that's one way to become lucid. There are technological ways too. There are glasses that when you do go into REM sleep, start flashing Mm. and it it reminds you you're dreaming. And there are other ways too. But, but I'm concerned more about lucid waking and helping people to wake up within this dream that we call everyday life. It's incredible. I, there's so many messages to take from the work that you've done. Your body of work by now is, is substantial. If I, if I remember 17 books, uh, 29 languages. I'm wondering what is next for you you're at a stage of your life where you could do anything or nothing. What's what's attracting you these days? What's got your attention? What's your next developmental stage if you're choosing one? Or are you just kicking back and enjoying what you've created? Well, I'm in my in my procrastination phase for kicking back. I'm going to wait a few more years before I just walk down to Washington Square Park here in New York City and feed the birds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's nice to have an edge somewhere, a goal we're moving toward. I think we're all hardwired goal seekers. Um, I think we're most fulfilled when we're moving toward a meaningful goal, not going for outcomes, but just going for excellence, moving toward some goal. And my goal, I'm still working on 
being able to convey what I'd like to in fewer words to see. That's why I love quotations mm-hmm. because they have a lot of power. They're pithy, short phrases. And I've collected thousands and thousands of quotations. I share them on, uh, you know, for people who follow me on Facebook or Twitter. Um, basically, most of the time, I'm just sharing quotations, favorite quotes on different topics. Uh, here, here's an example. Um, one of my favorites is Mark Twain one, once wrote, I've had many troubles in my life, most of which never happened. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Great. Yeah, and, yeah, and we laugh because it reminds us of our life too, this subjective reality where we have all these troubles we think we have, but if we look around, Life's just happening. Birds are singing around us. And, you know, and, uh, we can simplify our life in, in many ways. So I'm, I'm working on expressing myself more clearly uh, in my family as well. That's always the major challenge. You know, Ram Das once said, you think you're enlightened? Go home and visit your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, well, that brings me to, to a question. I know that Way of the Peaceful Warrior especially uh, really sort of opened up a lot for men, at least over the past 35 years or more. Um, because, you know, it gave us a place to own both sides, right? The the gentle, sensitive, new age guy and the, you know, warrior that wants to go and, and accomplish and maybe crush the <laughs> opposition. Um, and yet, if I understand correctly, you're a man whose uh, children are, have all been baby women. Yes, I have three daughters. I do have actually... Uh, two grown grandsons who are one's out of college, the other's a senior. And wow. I also have uh, a four year old granddaughter and a one and a half year old grandson. So I have uh, four grandchildren. Um, but yes, my daughters are all, all female. I'm, I'm certainly, I've learned to be more of a feminist and seen things from women's perspective more, uh, as much as I, it's possible for me. Um, with a lot of, you know, much more empathy uh, for the challenges that, that uh, women young and, and older face. Um, I, you know, my teaching has always been for people, not for men, not for women. Uh, I've, I've taught seminars, as you know, in retreats for 30 years. And it, it struck me, I'm very pleased to say that usually pretty close to 50% of the people are male and 50% female who show up to my seminars, which reflects the balance of that idea of a peaceful warrior, which I should mention for your listeners, mm-hmm. really is about all of us because every every one of us is looking to live with a more peaceful heart, less stress mm-hmm. and so on. But also there are times we all need, male or female, equally, we need a warrior spirit to face the challenges of daily life. True. Mm-hmm. Are you... Are you- Starstruck? What are you up to there? <laughs> it's it's like knowing that we have five minutes left, and there's like so many questions. Which one do I like, ask? Which I'm one? Still, Where do we get to that? that. Yeah. Um, I really like. What would you say some of the major themes for the hidden school are that people could really take now, so that they pick it up and take with them forever? Well, here's here's a big one, uh, Clarice. You know, I, I always thought if I were a young man, I might go out on the first date with somebody and say, hi, my name is Dan, and I'm going to die, and so are you. <laughs> now, now that, that probably would lead to a, a, either a very interesting conversation or a very short date. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because uh, I really address the issue of death. Uh, you know, the last I looked, the mortality rate is holding steady at 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but to mm-hmm. young people, death is just a distant rumor. As it Mm -hmm. should be, you know, uh, we're here to live our life. And yet, the more we contemplate death, not in a morbid way, but just recognize that uh, 
the, death gives meaning to life and, and that life is brief. Uh, the more we embrace our life and I think the one big element, the major lesson I hope readers will carry away from the hidden school is – and by the way, there's a meditation I go through in the book and I'm also teaching. I'll be teaching it online within the next few months. Mm. I'm devising the course now. But it's a, it's a four-minute meditation on going through the process of dying and all that we let go of. It's a bittersweet experience. But the purpose of it, of going through this meditation, which I do almost daily, um, is that it gives us a, a newfound, a reawakened appreciation for the incredibly rare experience to be born a human being on planet Earth, uh, which we take for granted. We can't help but take it for granted. And I'm going to go into this in more depth, of course, in the course and I do in my various seminars. So most people don't want to, oh, great, go to Dan's seminar and learn a meditation on dying. Mm. And that yet, sounds like a good afternoon. I'm the opposite. I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no better way to reawaken our appreciation for life. That's a good and how do we find more about the seminar? Do we just go to peacefulwarrior.com? Um, yeah, yeah. My okay. events are okay. listed there and, and so on. And again, um, I will... I will, I'm working hard to get up this, this course, get it online. I have a number of online courses that I okay. teach through my website, and it'll be up there uh, within the next month or two. And we should all do all of them because they're awesome. The, um, we've got about three minutes. I'm going to give you the last two to share with us whatever you'd like to, Mr. Millman. But um, I got to say, I was taken by when you said right here in New York City because I think most of us think of you in – Hawaii or some pastoral location, you know, far away from humans so that you can commune with the transcendent divine. And um, instead, you're, you're right there in the heart of the beast in New York City. How do you, how do you uh, reconcile one with the other? Well, yeah, uh, it seems, you know, I lived in California, suburb, a uh, hiking trail, a block from our house up into the hills and so on for over 30 years, most of my life really in California. Um, but uh, three years ago, we moved uh, to Brooklyn, New York for four reasons, two daughters and two grandchildren. <laughs> so here we are. In, in, uh, what I love about this area, yeah, it's crowded, it's littered, it's noisy, um, and, and yet the whole world is here. And if you're going to mm. face life, daily life and the reality of daily life, what better place to do it? Nothing more real. Um, yeah, it's easy to go off to an ashram or sit in the woods and feel all spiritual. But when you can do it in New York City, you really got something. Ah, now I get it. Full circle. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our last minute and a half, I lied, is uh, all yours, sir. Dan Millman, if you had something to say to uh, thirty to 50,000 listeners, what would you have us know today? What would you have us uh, take with us? All right. A final reminder to progress toward your goals and your mm -hmm. dreams. Choose one of two following methods. The first method is find a way to quiet your mind, create empowering beliefs, raise your self-esteem and practice positive self-talk. To find your focus and affirm your power to free your emotions and visualize positive outcomes so that you can develop the confidence to generate the courage to find the determination to make the commitment to feel sufficiently motivated to do whatever it is you need to do. Whew. That was or, so good. Or the second or, one. Okay. What I recommend <laughs> is or you can just do it because life, <laughs> life is always going to come to that. Beautiful. Oh. That was amazing. As if I didn't love you anymore, it's, I'm done. <laughs> this is 
so good. Now there's going to be no living with her. It's just going to be afterglow. Um, all right. Dan Millman is the man. The latest book is The Hidden School, Return of the Peaceful Warrior. The original book that must be on your shelf, dog-eared and underlined and highlighted, is Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And also check out all the other ones, including Sacred Journey of the Peaceful Warrior, The Journeys of Socrates, The Four Purposes of Life, The Life You Were Born to Live, and others. Dan Millman, thanks for being with us. The website is peacefulwarrior.com. And uh, Clarice, that's another edition of The Coaching Show behind us. Sure is. We've got extraordinary guests coming up uh, and also available in the archives. So go check them out. And my dear listener, thank you for being with us. Go check out our sponsor, Accomplishment Coaching, and our media partner, the International Coach Federation. We will talk to you next week. Join culinary masters and legendary winemakers for one of the largest Epicurean celebrations, the 14th annual San Diego Bay Wine and Food Festival. From November 12th through the 19th, this week-long extravaganza features celebrity and local chefs, 200 amazing wineries, 70 of San Diego's best restaurants, and it's a week of citywide events. Go to VinVillage.com to save big on select tickets. For event and hotel packages, visit SanDiegoWineClassic.com. That's SanDiegoWineClassic.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol, and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past. 